Production. Recorded live. Welcome to Evolution Revolution with Dulcinea. It is Thursday, July 2nd, 2009. Prayer is the energy that opens the heart and stimulates the soul, allowing the divine mystery to miraculously expand, enlighten, and heal through its inherent universal nature and connection to the sacred. Evolution Revolution is focused on offering the listeners intuitive and balanced information that fosters transformation both personally and globally, ultimately raising the consciousness on planet Earth. Thank you for joining the show this evening, wherever you may be listening. Tonight on Evolution Revolution, I am honored to have an appearance from Richard Lawrence, an international best-selling author of Unlock Your Psychic Powers, a former Observer columnist, and one of the UK's most popular spiritual teachers and psychic development instructors. Described by Spirit and Destiny as a world-renowned teacher of psychic development and meditation, with a balanced and responsible spiritual approach combined with enthusiasm and a sense of humor. In addition to writing for The Observer, Richard has written for The Daily Express, Daily Mail, The Sun, Woman's World, Here's Health, Health and Fitness, and the USA's Whole Lifetimes and Phenomen News, and New Zealand's Lifestyle Magazine, and has appeared in several of Britain's national newspapers, magazines, and local papers. He has lectured in the USA, New Zealand, Australia, Belgium, Italy, Switzerland, and Nigeria for over 20 years and has been a keynote speaker at the Mind, Body, Spirit Festivals in London. He has spoken internationally at various venues including churches, synagogues, Buddhist temples, schools, universities, business conventions, charitable charitable meetings, and bookstores as well as to an audience of thousands at an open-air pop concert. Richard makes frequent international media appearances to include a three-hour interview with George Norrie, the host of America's top late-night radio talk show, Coast to Coast AM, which is broadcast to around 500 radio stations in the U.S. and Canada and has more than 10 million listeners. His TV appearances include several editions of GMTV on topics ranging from UFOs to angels, from psychic powers to complementary medicine. These include BBC One's Heaven and Earth show and ITV's Ultimate Questions with Martin Lewis. His TV appearances also include a host of documentaries and magazine programs on the terrestrial. Richard is currently co-hosting a monthly radio show as an expert on the paranormal called The Phenomena Files on Smooth Radio. As a long-term colleague of contactee Dr. George King, founder of the Theris Society, with whom he co-authored Contacts with the Gods from Space, no one is better qualified to explain the unexplainable. Richard is the European Executive Secretary of the Theris Society and a director of the Inner Potential Center in London. Richard's books, DVDs, and CDs have been sold in several countries and language translations have included Italian, Spanish, German, Dutch, Portuguese, and French. During the next hour, Richard and I will be discussing the techniques and practical wisdom to help all discover the power of prayer. Welcome, Richard. Thank you for your time on Evolution Revolution. We truly appreciate you coming back. Paul, thank you for inviting me, Dulcinea. It's lovely to be back. 
So how has prayer impacted and transformed your life so powerfully that you felt inspired to create the book, Prayer Energy, Rediscover the Power of Prayer to Bring About Change? It was the first really profound spiritual experience that I had while I was at university in the north of England. Uh, someone who's become a very dear friend of mine, John Holder, actually chairman now of the Festival of Mind, Body, Spirit, and an international director of the Ethereum Society, uh, he gave a lecture at the same university that I was at on the, uh, exactly on prayer, but it was a Buddhist and Vedanta meeting. And he taught us how to pray, raising the hands, visualizing white light flowing through us, through the palms of the hands, through the heart center. And, of course, what I know now is this was a technique actually devised by Dr. George King. And I tried this, and it had an absolutely incredible effect upon me. I tried it later that evening, and I felt that the tingling sensation uh, right the way through the whole of my being. I couldn't ignore it. It was a very profound feeling, so much so that I got out of bed and walked out and found the person who'd organized the meeting, and that's where, really, I realized that prayer wasn't just a matter of faith. Uh, it was a real, definite experience that anybody could have. It, prayer is such a powerful technique and it has such a universal nature. It transcends the limitations of words and languages, beliefs and attitudes, religious ideas and concepts. What's the unique approach that you take in prayer energy to represent that? Well, I think it's really a very positive approach to life. I mean, I think so many people at the moment are very negative and you can understand why. I mean, there are the major, obviously, a major financial crisis. There are unresolved world conflicts, terrible conflicts in the Middle East, terrible situations in, in, in Sudan, other parts of Africa and the world. And people feel this great sense of helplessness. Uh, they don't think they can make any difference. They, they think they can help people, perhaps they know uh, people, perhaps they, they may give healing to an individual and, and make a difference there. But what can we do about these global, ecological and other problems? And prayer, I believe, really does make a difference to the world. And this is the really, I mean, it, it makes a difference in so many ways, but it can make an impact on the world situation in a way that even politics cannot do. Because if you think about it, politicians, at their very best, could bring about a peace negotiation, a peace treaty perhaps, say in the Middle East. But that will only last if the people in the Middle East want it to. The only way to get a lasting peace is for the people in the area of conflict to change themselves. And prayer energy can help to bring about that change. Just in the same way it can help to bring about uh, people, people's generosity. Because if we removed greed... There wouldn't be any poverty in the world. There is enough. It's the greed. It's the selfishness. This is the root of the problem. So, you know, one can have a fiscal stimulus or any other kind of financial measure, but the only lasting solution, again, is to bring about change. So prayer energy, I believe, is one of the great forces that we can all participate in in a variety of ways to bring about permanent change for good. That is so important to point out, and I think as you've mentioned, we are all encountering change from an individual level to the global level. Mm -hmm. So what is the importance of technique with prayer? 
Well, I think it is very important. It's a funny thing, you know. People will uh, you know, spend a great effort learning techniques for fishing, for uh, you know, playing baseball, for a whole, cooking, a whole variety of things, gardening. But they won't think that they require a technique for something like prayer. They may even learn a yoga technique for, for their own health or a, a healing technique to give healing. But no, prayer, they think, is something that, you know, they just don't have to make a particular effort or learn anything in particular. And I, I believe that technique is all important. As I said earlier, I was taught by a, a great master of yoga, uh, Dr. George King, who, who later became a, a personal friend of mine as well, I'm, I'm privileged to say. And he, he was a, a yogi who said that there's a reason why energies flow and there's a reason why they flow in a certain way. And we can learn using a very simple technique, which is published in the book, and I can simply describe over the air, of raising the hands because there are psychic centers or chakras in the palms of the hands. Hence, you have the laying on of hands in healing. And the heart chakra, which is the center of love energy. And this is all about love. That's the root of what we're talking about. Universal love. That is the great force which will direct the prayer energy. So if we have these three centers, the two palm centers and the heart chakra uh, in the center, not on the left-hand side, but right in the center where the breastbone meets, and channel white light through them, white because it contains all the colors of the spectrum, then we send out the right kind of prayer, and in in prayer energy uh, we've offered a whole variety of prayers, not just from one tradition, but from different religious traditions and other traditions. And people can visualize this light flowing out, send it with all the feeling you've got. You'll start over time, maybe not immediately like I, I was fortunate to do, but you will start to feel this as a living force, and this will make your prayers many, many times more potent than, say, if you kneel down and place your hands over your head or clasp them together or something like that, where you're restricting the flow of energy. Very, very powerful. How does that technique relate to dynamic prayer? Well, that is the dynamic prayer technique that Dr. King introduced. Um, And also, when you say your prayer, you say it with as much feeling as possible. Again, it's a strange thing that people think when they're praying, sometimes it seems, they don't have to make a particular effort. They, don't, they can just sort of like mumble some words with minimal concentration and something just mysterious will happen. But the more effort we make as people who practice prayer, the more results we're going to get, the more powerful the prayer is going to be. You know, you, you can see the tremendous effort um, a Shakespearean actor or an opera singer puts behind their performance. And prayer is not a performance, it's not a a piece of entertainment, but it is something which we can put the same kind of effort behind uh, and and then it will generate the, the, the great force. So the power of concentration, which is just such a wonderful thing, concentration is the root of success in any endeavor. Um, and full concentration, all the feeling that you can muster, and then the posture which I described with the hands raised, visualizing the white light, and you will find your prayers transformed, and it will change your life too. It must do, because you'll you'll draw the energy through yourself, and that energy will start to change your own aura, your own well-being, mind, body, and spirit, and your karma too. 
And that is such an important point. In the book, you do a great job. You divide it into part one and part two. And in part one, you really overview experiencing the energy. And in part two, you actually focus on using the energy. And I, I really appreciated the organization of themes such as action or healing, devotion, uh, clarity, guidance, compassion. So it was a very practical tool that somebody can pick up the book, Prayer Energy, and they can say, you know, I really need some compassion today, and just turn to the compassion section, really focus on that prayer, and ground themselves into that space of connecting with the inner sacred. Well, yeah, thank you very much. And I must pay tribute to my co-author, Mark Bennett, who, who really did work very, very hard on this as well. And, you know, we, our problem was actually tying down the headings because we only had a limited number of words because it's a beautifully produced book. No credit to me for that. It's beautifully produced by the publisher. It's illustrated, hardback. And, you know, we only had so much space, so we had to choose our focuses and we chose them very carefully. You've mentioned some of them. Uh, others include travel, thankfulness, angels, wisdom, bravery, which I think is something that, uh, in fact, over here in Britain, there was a report this week that fear is on the increase. Lots of people have various phobia, phobia, phobias and different fears. And, you know, some people aren't even honest enough to admit to themselves their own fears. But these can be overcome. So bravery, we felt, was a very important one for people. Children, animals... Destiny, finding your own destiny. And my great friend Chrissy Blaze, who co-authored uh, Power Prayer with Gary Blaze, and I know she's been a guest of yours, I think more than once, she yes. actually contributed a prayer to that section on destiny. Uh, the cosmos, the earth, the mother earth. You know, so often people talk about ecology just from the point of view of the human race, our children, our grandchildren. But a real love for the planet as a living female being, a goddess, if you like, Gaia, as they called her in ancient Greece. This is a wonderful force which brings great balance to your life. And I haven't mentioned them all, but peace, of course, very important. People need peace, especially in this age of tremendous stress. And finally, of course, prayers for the world. Yes, prayers for the world are so important. I think that in the heart core, we've actually touched upon this in our past conversation, we mm -hmm. all have a path of service, and we're, we're really here yeah. to make the world a better place. And so I really appreciated that you incorporated the importance of how prayer can make the world a better place so we can all feel validated that we are contributing in a meaningful way. Exactly. And it, it removes that sort of feeling of stress, which I mentioned to you, that feeling of helplessness, you know, that you can't do anything, you can't make a difference. You know, over here, people are tremendously disillusioned with politicians, just generally. And I imagine the same must apply in, in, in the States to a degree. Uh, they feel they're not being told the truth and, and they can't trust their politicians. I think it's quite endemic across Europe in general and probably in the States as well. But, you know, if you do this, you can. In fact, the last little section of the book, the last few lines of the book, if I may read them, Dulcinea, please, they go like this. Please. As John Donne put it, no man is an, is an island entire of itself. Every man is a piece of the continent, a part of the main. By praying for the world, you are demonstrating that you've grasped this reality and feel a sense of responsibility for the human race as a whole, not for just a tiny bit of it. If the only logical conclusion of oneness is world service, then world service is the surest path to oneness. 
And one of the finest ways to live this truth is by praying for the world as often and as powerfully as you can. That is so beautiful. That, that, wow. Those were the last words in the book, and I, I really wanted to end with this theme of the world, because if there's one prayer, and there are many things we can pray for. We can pray for our own health. There's nothing at all wrong in that. But there's nothing more important than a prayer for the world. Yes, and I think that people can find um, a visualization of the example of releasing the energy through the palms, which could be done for um, a long-distance healing for another person or for the world, on your website at www.richardlawrence.co.uk. And, of course, you can connect to Richard's website through the evolutionrevolutionradio.com link as well. Indeed, yes, you, you, thank you very much. And we, we're a worldwide organization, the Ethereum Society that I, I represent, um, and that Chrissy, who I mentioned earlier, is in, and Gary, and, and others, I think, who you've, you've come across. And we do a lot of healing, and people can contact us, actually. In fact, in America, there's a free phone number, which is one 800 800 1354 and people can use that both to learn about how to give healing and we do teach that but also how to receive healing over a distance because we keep a list and we will send healing to people um, we don't charge for this people can donate if they wish to a non-profit and this really you know you can't guarantee it if you if you were to guarantee a healing result that would be irresponsible but certainly, you, you, we can say that many of the people, in fact, in London certainly, most of the people who come to us for healing tell us that they get better to some degree. You know, some are cured, some just feel better able to cope, some experience less pain. Uh, it does vary. And then there are a few who don't get a result at all. I must add that in. I don't want to give any false hope to anybody. But by and large, it can only help. It certainly can't do you any harm. Absolutely. It opens up the energetic gateways, and each yes. of us have different numbers of gateways and different heights, and we all create our own path of lessons. And so some people just open their wings and receive, and the transformation can occur very instantaneously, much like you, you had mentioned earlier for yourself with the Indeed. prayer and, and executing. And others have um, more opposition or resistance to work through and I don't think there's any need to judge I think we all need to just receive the prayer as we will and have the faith that it is tapping us into the energy and aligning us with our inner spirit and oneness yes and I think it's interesting you mentioned that about different individuals reacting differently because although I'm stressing service as the most important thing and I believe the major motive for prayer and, and praying for the world above all else, I must also, to be balanced, say that this is very good for the individual. It's, it's a life-changing thing to start to do, to pray in a very effective way. It will make you, and I'm not, again, guaranteeing immediately that this will happen, but it will make you much more at peace with yourself. Because, you know, one of the things that gets stressed a lot is the the danger of suppression, the danger of suppressing your emotions, the dangers of, of suppressing your sexuality. People talk quite a lot about that. What they don't talk about nearly enough, in my opinion, is suppressing the soul, suppressing your spiritual urges. 
And this is going on, although people aren't aware of it. You can even get psychic suppression, suppressing your innate psychic abilities. Psychic frustration can occur, and you don't really know why. Now, if you start to pray, this is a very balancing force, and the soul wants to sing out in prayer. It releases these inner forces, which you probably weren't aware, were very frustrated within you. And you find a new sense of peace. Of course, your karma changes for the good. I mean, karma is something which is, I believe, very misunderstood. It's one of the subjects I'm more interested in than any other, actually. Uh, And it's something that a lot of people are frightened of. They think, oh dear, I'm going to get some karma. That can't be good. But it actually is a beneficial... A liberating force, karma, in its essence. It's not designed to hurt anybody. It can be bring difficult lessons. But if you can see that, though, it helps you to get through them. But by praying, you'll start to create a much more positive karmic pattern for yourself. So though that shouldn't be your main reason for doing it, it will happen. It's, it's a win-win situation. I am all in support of win-win situations. <laughs> <laughs> So how do motives relate to prayer? Well, it's funny, yes, because we were just discussing that in a way. Uh, I think your motive is crucial in prayer and will uh, make a very big difference to the passion within your prayer. For example, love is the great motivating force. Uh, it does take some bravery, I think, to to decide to pray for some people. They might feel embarrassed or they might feel this is a strange thing to be doing. So you do need a certain bravery to make a start. Other people just take to it very easily. It's very natural for them. But you can get through that barrier. And then the great motivating force is love. So, you know, if you're a lover of animals, for example, you can pray for animals. You might have seen animals in distress earlier in the day and you go home and you can say a prayer for them uh, if you're a lover of nature uh, there is nothing wrong at all in having a certain love for your own well-being uh, you do have to be careful though with motive there because I'm not a believer and I know there are also various techniques where you just go out for what you want and you use a technique um, whatever it might be called I don't want to name any because I, I don't like to you know, pick on any particular movement or belief mm-hmm. system. But there are some out there, and I'm sure people will know what I'm referring to, where they tell you, if you do this, you can get anything you want. Well, the first point I'd make about that is that getting what you want isn't necessarily a good thing. Uh, it depends whether what you want is what you need, whether it's what you're meant to get, whether it's right for you. Uh, I think if, you, if, you, if everybody got everything they ever wanted, it would be a curse to some degree, it wouldn't be a great thing at all. Um, so, But if you know what you need in life, if you're praying for something which is right and true, that's where your motive is crucial, and you're motivated by love energy, this great universal force and compassion, then that will be absolutely fine, and you'll be liberated. So it's not a question of thinking, I, you know, I'm going to pray for a, a new red car or something. But on the other hand, if, if you need to make a journey, we have a section in there on travel. And, you know, you have a reason for that journey. And so there your motive is, is the right motive, and then it will work for you. Very valuable information. Uh, during my journey of discovery, I came across a situation where I had manifested, I was in college, and this mm-hmm. is to illustrate the point you just made that I personally mm-hmm. experienced. I 
I was in college and I had said, you know, I want more than anything to have one week off. I have taken too many classes. I was studying 18 hours a day, seven days a week. I had five classes, three research projects, and a manuscript. And wow. I was drained. And I went, okay, God, I'm, 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 I want more than anything a week off. I said about 15 times straight on a Saturday morning. Saturday evening, a fire broke out in San Diego County, California, where I live, which shut down all of San Diego County, all freeways, all schools, all government buildings. Everything was shut down because the fires were so treacherous. And the outcome was I had one week off of school. Mm-hmm. And, I went, and I went to my mentor and I told him, wow, this is what we've experienced. I've experienced a man, and he goes, oh, 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 we have some talking to do. We need to add something into your prayer. And I said, okay, please, please help me. And he says, we need to to look at you manifesting and praying if it serves the higher good of all. Absolutely. (laughs) Very good, very good. Because you don't want anybody burnt or hurt in a fire. Yes, that was not my intention or my motive in any way. But because I wasn't considering the larger conglomerate, the oneness, and I didn't Mm. add add what I call the insurance statement, uh, uh, divine insurance statement of if it serves the higher good of all. (laughs) That's a a very good one. Another one that people can can use if they is a very simple little saying at the end if you're praying to god or you might be praying to brahma or allah whatever name you're using you can say at the end thy will be done because it's a great benevolent force karma is a great benevolent force and long as the will of that force is done only good can come from it i'm 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 even a believer dulcinea and this sounds i i admit very strange what i'm going to say now but i'm a believer you could be an atheist or an agnostic and pray successfully. But you, what you may have to do in that case is pray to goodness or pray to the force of love. Uh, it would still work for you, I believe. And if you visualize goodness, you visualize love, and you, you invoke that force, you could still do a lot of good. It's really fact, just about... Oh, go ahead, please. No, what I was going to say was, at one time, uh, we had a... Uh, some years ago in the Ethereum Society, we had a group in communist China and they they prayed uh, but they they weren't allowed to call it prayer uh, but they they just called it a scientific experiment in energy but it still worked because there was love there they wanted to help each other and help people so it can still work that's what I was going to say that is so empowering and I was going to validate that point by saying it's simple prayer as you mentioned in prayer energy is simply just moving energy into the world. It's, it's yeah. really lifting the consciousness and just sending it out as you've given us the visualization. And mm-hmm. so it doesn't have to be devo- de- defined under some label, which is the beauty of what your book offers, is a very universal nature, allowing anyone from any background to really pick this up and align with their inner sacred self. And, and it simply can be thought of as transforming one's thoughts through prayer. Absolutely, and we've tried to include prayers from many, many different traditions, including Native American uh, traditions, including Wiccan traditions here and Celtic traditions in Britain, including African uh, traditions, as well as the you know the big religions, Jewish, Christian, uh, Sufi, uh, and so forth, um, Hindu, yogic. Uh, but one of the, the, the prayers that I, I'm, I was so 
privilege to actually publish came from a, a book called The Twelve Blessings, which uh, is the system I personally use and which we use in the Ethereum Society. And I was wondering, Dulcinea, if I could read you this prayer. Sure. So this prayer is called We Glorify Thee and is taken from the Twelve Blessings. It was channeled by, and I admit this is going to be controversial for some people, but it was channeled by the Master Jesus through Dr. George King 50 years ago. And it like, goes like this. O Divine Lord, of all wondrous creation, we raise our voices and minds to you now in prayer, knowing even as we do that this is answered at this moment. O oh, wondrous God, we ask that the hearts and minds of man might be opened to thy presence, to thy mighty light, so that they may forever glorify thee, so that they may realize that within them beats a spark directly connected to thy wondrous heart. We raise our minds in thankfulness for the fulfillment of our prayer, for this shall come to pass upon this earth. Beautiful. And that's just such a wonderful prayer, and uh, I was grateful to the international directors of the society for letting me put this and a couple of others in uh, into the book for people to use if they choose. Yes, and you know, one of the I, I want to mention that there is more information about the Theorius Society on the Evolution Revolution website under the 2007-2008 radio archives. I believe Chrissy Blaze is second from the top, so it's pretty near the top. And there is actually one whole show dedicated to the Ethereum Society. For anybody who's seeking more information, please do listen to that audio with Chrissy Blaze. She does a great job of going into depth. And of course, you can find her information and more information on the Ethereum Society's website as well. That's true, and, and that's just uh, ethereus.org. Also, people might be interested to know that coming up very soon in America is a, if they're anywhere near Southern California or can get there, is a pilgrimage of prayer to a mountain called Mount Baldy in California. And the date scheduled, I believe, is August the 9th, but people can check that date on, on our free phone number. Uh, because it's the 50th anniversary of that mountain in Southern California being charged with spiritual power. And people can go up there and join together in prayer and in mantra, and you'll feel the energy. It's a wonderful experience. And if you want more details of that, do, do get in touch. Uh, I think the best thing would be to either go to the website or phone that 1-800-800-1354. Yes, and that phone number also is on the website in the Chrissy Blazes paragraph, just to let people know if they missed that. Lovely. Wonderful. So in, in the book, you speak about something that really appealed to me with St. Teresa of Avila, the nun with mystical yes. powers. And yes, indeed. I thought that was just so important because you had really mentioned with her that many of us are predisposed to some path of destiny and great spiritual leadership. And sometimes that is given too much credit. And that's really the case here with St. Teresa. She's overcome so many obstacles and really had to develop her connection with the source to really allow her mysterious, miraculous gifts and abilities to manifest themselves. And so Absolutely. 
Yeah, I thought that was a very important point. It demonstrates that we are all capable of developing that. It does. And I think so often people think, well, you know, mystical powers and psychic abilities, that, that's something you don't get in the Orthodox Church. And it's not true at all. I mean, take another great uh, lady, St. Joan, who was undoubtedly somebody who practiced channeling. And she claimed to practice channeling, and, and this was accepted for a long time. I mean, she led the whole troops of hard-bitten men to war, and not that we may agree with that, but she did, on the basis of her channeling. She claimed contacts with St. Catherine, I think it was, and St. Michael. Um, and, of course, later, of course, the, the Vatican and, the, and Britain and France, they all turned on her, and she was burnt at the stake. But um, these, uh, St. Teresa, whom you mentioned, of course, practiced levitation as a result of prayer, uh, physical levitation. She had to be held down, we're told, by other nuns, uh, something that also some of the Sufis, the Islamic mystical Sufis, practiced and were known to, to fly as well. Some of the whirling dervishes were supposed to do this. These, these forces are completely universal. Um, the, the Old Testament, the Torah and so forth, full of mystical powers and, and, and mystical experiences. It's a completely across-the-board thing of all traditions. So important and so wonderful and so empowering for all of us. You can find Richard on the web at www.richardlawrence.co.uk. We're speaking about his latest book, Prayer Energy, Rediscover the Power of Prayer to Bring About Change. And speaking of change, there's nothing greater required than bravery. And you've mentioned it a few times, but I think it's something important to elaborate upon because bravery really requires breaking away from the conditioning that mm -hmm. limits the expansion and expression of our individual talents and gifts. That is so true. And I think it's something that is, is very easily under, underestimated. You know, when you, look, when you get people to, to list their top 10 or top 20 spiritual qualities, uh, you know, you get obviously you get things like compassion and unselfishness and generosity come up and so forth kindness, gentleness, but you very rarely do you get courage or bravery among the top ones of spiritual qualities. And yet, it is in, in a way the first step. Uh, we call it the first freedom, because without it, none of the other things can be achieved. You know, you've got to have the bravery to accept the truth. That takes some guts, particularly with the kind of conditioning you were mentioning. It's quite difficult for people from certain traditions to break free of that, you know, their family and friends may not appreciate it. Their uh, work colleagues may not appreciate it. So that takes some bravery. And then we have all kinds of little fears, which perhaps we don't admit fully to ourselves, which makes us behave in a certain way, makes us conform, um, makes us, you know, perhaps not accept big challenges or uh, prevents us from really fulfilling our unlimited in, uh, in, inner potential. And so bravery is very important. It's definitely included among uh, the prayers in the book and the, the sections in the book. And I think it's something people need to you know, be kind of honest with themselves about, but also very positive because fear, I think it was, uh, wasn't it Roosevelt who said the only thing to fear is fear itself? Yes. And, you know, that's a great quote. That is, that or was it so Eisenhower? True. It was one of those two, anyway. It, was, sure a, it was a well-known president from the 50s yeah. and 60s. <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. see that as well. That is so important. And so I just want to mention there's a beautiful Vedic prayer for fearlessness in the, in the bravery mm -hmm. section that really captivated me as I read through the book. 
just to let oh, good. our listeners know. <laughs> yes, I mean, we also found, interestingly, a prayer by um, Sir Francis Drake, who uh, was one of the people who discovered the Americas, you know, for, for, from this side of the Atlantic anyway. And also a prayer in the spirit of St. Francis of Assisi. A uh, beautiful uh, excerpt from this. Where there is hate, may I bring love. Where there is transgression, forgiveness. Where there is discord, union. Where there is error, truth. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. So beautiful. Yes, uh, just a one. It was great fun actually looking through. Of course, we had to get permission from various bodies. I mean, for example, the Swami Sivananda uh, his movement were very cooperative, gave us permission to include two of his prayers, the great yogi Swami Sivananda. Uh, two of his prayers, I think, are in there. Um, and, you know, we had to get permission for a number of prayers to be included in the book, and, and people did let us do this. They were very good about it. So how do sacred places, spirit guides and angels, and psychic powers relate to prayer? Well, uh, first of all, um, I did mention one sacred place, Mount Baldy, where we'll be going in, in yes. August, some of our people. Yes. But, you know, I think it's interesting. People say, do I need to go into a church to pray? And the answer is, no, you don't. Uh, people may well choose to. I mean, I do myself a, a New Age temple more than a church, which we use in the Ethereum Society, uh, because there is a certain power build-up in a place like that. But also you can go outdoors. You can go to a sacred spot of your own choosing. It may, may not be a holy mountain. It might be uh, a, somewhere in nature that has a great significance to you, where the energy is right for you. And you can pray there. You can go off into a wood alone that can be a wonderful thing to do or a forest and pray alone some will go to more of a cave and, and live more of a monastic life and pray in that way um, very often we have to pray at home because of our lives are so busy and perhaps the weather isn't right and we just have to do that and if you do i would advise you to build up in your home a little spot a sacred spot in your home uh, and you can do this by Choosing a spot preferably facing the east, because that's where the sun rises, and the sun is the source of all the energy in this uh, solar system. But it doesn't have to be. You have to pick a, a place which is convenient to you. If you're lucky enough, if you've got a spare room that's empty, you can have a prayer room. But most of us don't necessarily have that. But you can have a little corner. You can put a holy book in that corner, perhaps a holy shape, such as a cross. I wouldn't personally suggest a crucifix, but a, a plain cross or uh, perhaps another shape that has significance to you, or perhaps a crystal, perhaps a, a holy work or a holy artifact uh, which has some meaning to you, a photograph of, of Sri Krishna or a painting, a portrait of Jesus or a little statue of the Lord Buddha. Whatever has a meaning for you, you can build up ho a holy energy and only use that spot for your spiritual practices, including prayer. And you'll find then that perhaps when you're depleted after a busy day, you, you can go there and you'll immediately be rejuvenated and you'll, you'll just go very quickly into prayer. You'll throw off the cares and the worries of the day and find an inner state of peace. And we all need that. We are in the human I didn't experience. answer your other questions, mind you, about angels. That's, that's another thing, of course, too, that you will start to attract help, seen or unseen help, uh, when you are doing this. But I wouldn't advise you, while praying, to focus on that, on, on the angels, I would, or, or the guides, whatever you call them, 
I would just focus on the prayer, and if the help is meant to come, it will come anyway. Very well put, very well put. That, yeah, that's an important point. I think sometimes, well, not sometimes, I think many of us have religious programming and conditioning that has confused us because we have to go see this person to confess our sins, and then we have mm. to speak to this angel or nun or saint or you know whatever mm. you would like to call it, whatever label is, is there, to reach this level of enlightenment and awareness. And I think your book, Prayer Energy, is really depicting a very important concept of universal oneness and that there is no need to be in a secret place. You can create it for yourself. There is no need to use a mediator between you and the source. No, absolutely not. And, and I mean, that's empowering. It, uh, yeah, I hope so. I mean, you and I have spoken about channeling before, and I, 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 something I do, and in fact on my website, which you mentioned, there are extracts from some channel things. But I don't believe at all it's essential for everybody to channel, not at all. Uh, it certainly isn't necessary for you to, 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 to channel or be psychic, in fact, uh, even to, to heal, certainly not to pray. And these things may happen. They may They may bring about a natural inner progress which leads to greater clairvoyance, leads to greater clairaudience. But praying is more important, even than your psychic development. It's, it's, the, it's the most sacred practice in many ways any of us can do. Prayer or mantra, as is practiced in the East, uh, these are just wonderful things. And contact with higher beings, that may or may not come. And if it does, it will come separately. It won't interfere with the prayer. It may come and you may not even know it. You may just feel a rush of energy through you, and you don't really know why or where that came from. And in many ways, you don't need to know, but it might be you're getting help from above. That's an important point is in prayer is to keep the mind out of the way. <laughs> Indeed, yes. Just con- Concentration is the most wonderful, liberating thing, and it leads to the highest states of consciousness that there are. So how do forgiveness and prayer, how do they intertwine? Well, forgiveness is a a very misunderstood thing. First of all, um, there are some religions that talk about the forgiveness of sins. Um, Actually, if we have sinned, and and as as Oscar Wilde put it, I think, brilliantly, uh, I don't know whether you know this, this quote, Dulcinea, but he said, every saint has a... Sorry, let me, let me try that again. Every saint has a past, and every sinner has a future, which I think is a great quote. Um, so, you know, we, we may have sinned, and we've all done something I certainly have, which we regret, but we have to work that out in our lives. Uh, so we, by changing our karma, we work it out. We get rid of, you know, these, these things, and, and we are, we'll bring about a certain forgiveness within our lives through our effort. But for the individual who carries uh, perhaps some resentment or some has been wronged in some way it's a very healing thing to practice forgiveness of others in your own mind and in your own heart you know they they will have their own karma to deal with if you can let it go and prayer is a wonderful way of doing that actually by praying for them by praying for you know it's quite easy to pray for people you love and people you're close to it's more difficult to pray for people you don't know at all and particularly difficult to pray for people who perhaps have wronged you but it can be an extremely liberating thing to do and then you're free you're free 
of any resentment you've been carrying around. I think that's such an important point. I think that all of us as humans encounter the idea, well, if I could just forgive that person, and I think it, forgiveness is not like is not approving of someone's actions exactly. that are exactly. offensive. It's what exactly. you just mentioned. It's letting go. It's freedom. It's letting go. It's, it, absolutely. And, you know, it doesn't mean that they're right. It doesn't mean that they won't have to sort things out themselves. They'll, we all have to learn. But uh, as I, that's why I say every saint has a past and every sinner has a future. Well put. <laughs> <laughs> so and, you know, some, we, sorry, you go on, sorry. What are some important ethics of prayer? I think that's just an important point to touch upon. Yes. Well, in terms of praying for people, there's been quite a bit of controversy over in this country, actually, because uh, I think a nurse over here asked a patient in a hospital or a home, a nursing home, whether they wished to be prayed for, and this caused great storm and a great controversy. Um, I personally think it was a perfectly reasonable thing to do myself. Uh, I think, though, in the Ethereum Society, when we give healing, and we give healing to hundreds of people around the world, uh, we do get their permission wherever possible uh, before doing it. And if we don't get their permission, generally we won't pray for them. I mean, obviously, if you're driving along the road and there's a terrible car crash in front of you and you can pull up your car safely and you know that the ambulance is coming and it's taken care of, there's nothing more you can do, then, of course, you haven't got time to get their permission. You, you, you just send them your prayer. But generally, and likewise, a world situation, you can't get permission. You, you, you don't know exactly the names of the people you're praying for. You're praying for a world situation. But where you're praying for individuals, we will always seek the permission, either directly or through a sponsor, of the person we're praying for. I think the, the other ethics are that you never try to control other people. You, your prayer should not be selfish in the sense that you want something because you desire it for yourself. Uh, you, you don't try and interfere with the way anyone is behaving. So you might, for example, believe that a certain other religious organization or political organization is behaving wrongly, and you don't pray that they change or that they change their minds, thereby trying to control them. That's just your opinion. All you do is you send them love. You send them energy. You leave it to their own higher selves, if you like, or to God's will, if you like, uh, that the best may come out of it. That's very, very important. I think there's a, a country song here in the U.S. by Garth Brooks from years ago, one of his hits, mm. called God's Unanswered Prayers. And I think mm. that when we don't have the consideration of the ethics or our motivations aren't clear, we're limited that's when we experience God's unanswered prayers. That's very interesting. It's a great title, actually. Uh-huh. But, you know, good. there again, God itself, whatever one calls it, I must say, him, her, it, whatever you like, to however you like to describe God, does not force people to change. I mean, if he, if he did, there'd be no Hitlers, there'd be no Stalins. You know, the world would be a very different place. All that even God does is give people the opportunity to change. And I believe through the lives. Uh, I'm a believer in reincarnation, as I think you know. And that opportunity does come. And you know, all we can do is pray. By actually praying for the betterment of others, we are a, an agent for karma. We're trying to help. We're the force, if you like, that God can use. We're just purely an agent, purely a channel for a greater force. 
that really brings up the important point of free will, and that's incorporated in the concept of prayer as well. And when we're considering change, it's important to respect other people's free will to change. That's true. I mean, in the Ethereum Society, for example, we're trem- great believers in UFOs, in life on other planets. And people are always asking me over here and others, I'm sure, why it is that if UFOs exist, they don't land openly and prove themselves to every disbeliever in the world. And, of course, the answer to that is that they work much more closely within God's law or the law of karma, if you like, and they won't force people to change. They're gradually giving their signs. Anyone who's bothered to look into it at all comes to the conclusion that there are there is life on other planets and there have been UFOs for thousands of years around the world and they'll look into it and they'll make their steps and they'll change at their in their as a result of their own choice not because they've been forced to by an invasion it's a very good depiction of free will and the importance of it very mm. very good very mm. important So as people begin to embrace these beautiful prayers and concepts in prayer energy, what are three steps that you can lead people into to really incorporate these concepts maximally? Well, I I think, um, okay, let's, let's have three steps. I think one of them we've discussed quite a bit already, which is bravery. I do think you need some bravery. Okay. Uh, to 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 take the first step to do it, and then I think the second step is love. You know, having a, um, a, a, a if you like a universal love, not just love for your friends and family and those people you meet in the office and down the street, but a love for all life, including animals, including nature. So that would be your step number two, and then I think your step number three would be service, the desire to serve others. So if you take those steps and you have your technique. Uh, then I think you'll you'll find uh, tremendous peace. I mean, I I wrote a little poem, actually, and it's published in the book about how it feels when you start to be in tune with the path. And I called it Because It's Right. And this is how it goes. Seeping through my sinews, engulfing the innermost recesses of my being, perfect peace, quiescent, satisfied, replete. How could this be? Because it's right came the answer. Rightness flowing through my veins. Now all is possible. A force beyond reason, yet logical to its core. Who can argue with that? And who would want to? Wow. That is very, very nicely put. It's just how I felt. Yes, yes. And that is so captivated in your book, Prayer Energy, Rediscover the Power of Prayer, to bring about change. We're speaking with Richard Lawrence. You can find him on the web at www.richardlawrence.co.uk. So bravery, love, and service, the first three steps that we can all take to really incorporate prayer energy into our life and align ourselves with the, the alchemy, create the alchemy with the divine. The mysterious, Beautifully put. Thank you. The mysterious universe defies the limitations of the human mind in many ways, but only with experience can the human mind begin to expand its walls and synergize with the invisible, where perception and conscious choice align with the quantum possibilities through the power of prayer. 
Prayer allows each of us to tap into the infinite pool of universal wisdom, offering an abundance of love, truth, possibilities, and an alignment with the larger oneness. The universal nature of prayer fosters a most open and loving dynamic with the most divine creator, opening up new gateways into the higher realm, therefore leading to the possibilities of the miraculous. Next week on July 9th, Dr. Stephen Farmer will be returning to share his latest deck of oracle cards, Messages from Your Animal Spirit Guides. Please be sure to join us as Stephen offers his divine awareness and inspiration to connect with the animal spirit guides in your life through this fascinating deck of cards. And coming up on July 16th, Sharon Jeffers will lead us into Mystical Love and Destiny Divination System in her book release, that's filled with research and unique offerings based on the familiar deck of 52 playing, playing cards. Love and Destiny, Discovering the Secret Language of Relationship, offers information on the character and nature of relationships and invaluable insight that every person should feel empowered with. On July 23rd, Mar- Margie Worrell will be appearing with her book, Find Your Courage, offering inspiration and the tools and tenacity to overcome obstacles and challenges, and learn to thrive in your life. And on July 30th, Michael Tamura will reappear with his divine wisdom and offerings. Coming up on August 13th, we'll have Dr. Denise Baudet. And August 27th, Dr. David Bertelli. And on September 10th, Peggy McCall will be returning with her new book release, The One Thing. And on September 17th, Jeff Brown will be back with his powerful new book release, Soul Shaping. You can purchase all of the author's books featured on Evolution Revolution at www.amazon.com or link up to their individual websites through the Evolution Revolution homepage at www.evolutionrevolutionradio.com. Please join me in the upcoming weeks on the revolutionary independent production of Evolution Revolution for some exciting guests and uplifting inspiration which can be further explored under the Upcoming Guest section on the homepage. Additionally, please explore the Evolution Revolution archive shows with inspirational authors that can be found on the Evolution Revolution homepage and the Radio Archives 2007-2008 tab within the website. And of course, all episodes are available for free in the iTunes store by searching Evolution Revolution Podcast. The archive shows are available 24 hours a day to listen and include amazing talent such as Neil Donald Walsh, Carol Obley, Barbara Marks Hubbard, Dr. Eric Pearl, Peggy McCall, Ariel Ford, Richard Lawrence, Barbara Han Clow, Dr. Amit Goswami, Gary Zukov, Charles Virtue, David Robert Ord, and more. Please share Evolution Revolution with others who may desire to join us in the future for an enlightening experience. I am a metaphysical teacher, healer, and spiritual counselor who offers clairvoyant readings and teleclasses via phone, allowing me to connect with people anywhere. Please visit my website under the Services and Events page, which includes client testimonials and a wealth of information. A divine and spiritually enlightening experience awaits you. Also, please be sure to read the collaborative features with Evolution Revolution and Elevated Existence, including Robert Schwartz, Ariel Ford, and Carol Obley. You can find more information at the EvolutionRevolutionRadio.com or also at ElevatedExistence.com. Co-create with Evolution Revolution. We are seeking partners to help Evolution Revolution evolve and expand 
to even more people across the globe. If you are interested in partnering and supporting the rapid development of Evolution Revolution, please explore the Evolution Revolution tab at www.evolutionrevolutionradio.com. I look forward to hearing from you about the infinite possibilities to co-create in the highest light and with the grandest intentions. Thank you for joining Evolution Revolution this evening with my very honored guest, Richard Lawrence. Thank you, Richard, so much for your time and for your fantastic creation of Prayer Energy, Rediscovering the Power of Prayer to Bring About Change. Thank you very much, Dulcinea. And I would just like to say that it, whether people buy the book or not, I would urge them to take up prayer as a wonderful force in their life if they don't do it already. And feel free to contact me at my website or indeed to, to contact the Ethereum Society at one 800 800 1354. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And we look forward to hearing from you as your fantastic work continues to evolve. We just feel so privileged to share your work with individuals here in the U.S. and globally. Well, it's very kind of you to say, and, and congratulations on the fantastic work you're doing, Dulcinea, with this, this broadcast and, and your, all the work you do. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Much gratitude to you for listening and supporting the revolutionary independent production of Evolution Revolution Radio. I wish each of you an abundance of heavenly love, including peace, joy, and gratitude today and always. Abundant miracles. Good night.